Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Solve My World podcast. This is your host, Joseph Ward, and today, I don't know what the date is, so let's see what the date is. Today will be Monday, February 17th, 2020, and for those of you that been listening, you know that I've been trying to stay a week ahead on my podcasts, so it is actually Saturday, February 15th, when I'm recording this, so a few days ahead, so I'm trying to catch back up now, but so far, I haven't missed a day, so I'm happy with that, and I'm going to try and keep that going. So today, being Monday, we're going to talk about some something we can do in our lives to make our lives better. And today, the thing that I thought would be fun to talk about is something I learned about uh, somewhat recently called the permanent portfolio. Now, this is an investing strategy. So if you're not interested in investing, then you're probably listening to the wrong podcast. But uh, it's one thing that I'm very interested in learning and studying more about. So, um, So I actually, before I go into it, give you just a little bit of background with my experience. You can see where I come from. I, I've i always been really interested in, in stocks and uh, investing. And um, several years ago, I, well, I guess when I was in high school, I started doing one of those stock trading. Uh, what, what were they? Like a website where you could go on and, and do fake stock trades, basically and see how you did. And it was actually right before the um, the Great Recession happened back in, uh, let's see, it had been like 2008, 2009. I remember we all came into class and, and pulled up our fake portfolios, and we all lost tons of money. And so that was kind of, kind of interesting to kind of live through that, even though it wasn't actually real money. But, um, but... Uh, a few years later, I invested a little bit of money into some specific stocks, and I started learning about um, swing trading. Was what I was mostly interested in at the time, which is where you try and find stocks that are um, about to to start shooting up. Is the idea you look for certain patterns, and I had this algorithm that I learned from somewhere that that you could find stocks that looked like they were about to go up, and so then you'd buy them, and then you'd have um, you'd have like a, a price point where you would sell if it got below that price point. And so the idea was you would try to, to sell if it started getting too low, but, but hold it if it kept getting higher. And then as it gets higher, you'd move your, your sell price to kind of trail it behind, um, known as a trailing stop. So it kind of fall, it kind of follows the price as it goes up. And then as soon as it starts going back down, it sells. So that was, that was pretty interesting to do. And, and I made a little bit of money, but not not very much. I didn't have very much money to begin with, but it was more just for fun. And um, and as I did it, I I decided I I wasn't as much of a fan of of looking at the charts and and trying to like guess the market sentiment and and use that to to invest. And and the more I thought about it, the more. I felt like I prefer to find a company that I believe in and that I I think is a good company and and invest in that to 
because because really when we're investing, we're giving these companies our money so that they can um, they can you know make their their business run and and then you get some of the profits back as an owner in the company, uh, whether that's through dividends or whether the company just continues to reinvest and and the stock price increases. So anyway, I decided that I, I thought I was more interested in in going that route, which um, is usually known as what's called value investing. Um, this is what Warren Buffett is known for doing, trying to find um, a company that you you think is a good company and then trying to buy it when it's a good deal. So when the price is low, lower than you think that it's really worth, um, you buy it and then uh, you hold it for long periods of time instead of always buying and selling based on the on the whims of the market. And since then, I I had bought a few different stocks and companies that I thought were interesting. Um, several years ago, I bought some Tesla stock because I I thought a lot of the things that they were doing was was uh, really cool, and then. I also bought some BlackBerry stock because they had just recently crashed quite a bit, and um, but they got a new CEO and they were kind of revamping the business. and I thought that maybe it would be a good time to buy some, and it didn't. It didn't really do anything by the time I sold it, and then eventually I had a bill I needed to pay, and so I just sold all my stock and and paid the bill, and I haven't invested um, in stock since then. But I've always been kind of thinking about what what a good strategy would be for me when I do um, have money that I want to start investing. And and one strategy, well, it, it's interesting because I kind of started doing um, a strategy with uh, cryptocurrencies because back in 2017, um, I started getting really interested in in uh, cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology and just learning about it. And so I bought a little bit to kind of play around with, uh, with the different cryptocurrencies and, and, uh, and things. And uh, I ended up, I was learning how to program at the time too. And so I built myself a little trading bot that could trade cryptocurrencies for me automatically. And while I was doing that, I kind of came up with a, with a trading strategy um, and then I basically have just, I just have that sitting on autopilot. So it's just, it's, uh, the trading bots just kind of working all the time, uh, which I'll explain a little bit more later, but I haven't really adjusted much on that. And then I came across this, this investing method. Um, and I was like, oh, that's basically the method I've been using. So of course it was really interesting to me. So so I guess uh, we'll get into it. So I'll explain it now. So the the investing strategy is called the permanent portfolio. And you know, I guess I should have looked up who exactly came up with this, but, uh, but a quick Google search will tell you. So the basic idea is you, you find some assets that you would like to hold, and then you assign each asset a percentage of your portfolio so the original permanent portfolio his idea was um, you make it equal parts stocks bonds gold and cash 
And so the idea was you have 25% of your portfolio in each of those um, items. So, so you have 25% in stocks um, for, because uh, that tends to uh, usually go up m more, better returns, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And then you've got bonds, which are, um, which are basically loans to the government. And so those are known as being pretty stable and, but also pay, you know, like an interest rate. And then gold uh, is a, you know, precious metal, um, something that, and it tends to uh, hold value when, um, when the market isn't doing as well. And then cash um, just basically is neutral because you are, um, your portfolio is denominated in, in dollars. And so cash is just, you know, having the money and uh, not really earning any interest or anything, just having the cash sitting there. And so between those four, the idea is if no matter what condition um, the market's in, uh, you won't lose tons of money and you'll, you'll just make money because so if the stock market goes really high, your stocks will make money. Uh, if it goes low, then the, the, gold tends to go high or the bonds might go high and um, and then the cash is always just there as a neutral party. So then what you do is once you have 25% in each of those things, as the prices fluctuate, he recommends that every year you go in and you rebalance it. So let's say your stocks have gone up. So now your portfolio is like 30% stocks. Um, and in the meantime, uh, gold has gone down. So gold is at 20%. What you would do is you would sell 5% of your stocks and then buy um, gold with that and to, uh, so that you're back to 25% for everything. And so the, the idea of this is that when one asset class goes up and another goes down, you can harvest profits from one and put it into the other. So basically, you're always buying low and selling high but you're not trying to time the market because you're still keeping most of your money in each of these categories. You just are kind of harvesting off the top whenever the market's going up or down. So, so a really interesting idea and it's a very passive way to invest because you don't have to, you know, try to try to predict what's going to happen or, or guess what's going to happen. You can just uh, let your money sit and then rebalance every year or so. So, so when I learned about this, uh, it was uh, really interesting to see that someone had run the numbers on this, and it it tends to, throughout history, it's tended to um, give a return of about ten percent per year, which is pretty good. Uh, most people do a like a sixty forty type of portfolio, which I believe is sixty percent stocks and forty percent bonds. I'm not one hundred percent sure if that's true, but I think that's what it is. And that over history has done, has gotten 12%. So that has actually done a little bit better, but over time, the ups and downs have been bigger for the 60, 40. So it would have been more of a roller coaster ride if you had that versus the permanent portfolio, which stayed relatively stable. So, so anyway, so, so it's a system that's actually been proven and is, and is well known as being kind of a safe way to invest. So the way that I had mine set up is I had all my different cryptocurrencies. I think I had like 
maybe five to ten somewhere in there, and and I I ranked them in order of which ones I thought were you know which ones were my favorite or the most like the ones that I thought were the most promising. And then um, depending on the rank, it got a different percentage. So like my top ranked one might have like 30% and then my next one had 20 and so on. And then my bottom one would have like 5% of my portfolio. And so, so that was the percentages I, I had. And then, um, and then I had a, my trading bot set to automatically rebalance my portfolio basically constantly. And so you can see it was a it was a pretty it's a pretty similar setup, um, except instead of having those exact, uh, you know, the stocks, bonds, gold, and cash, I was just doing it with cryptocurrencies, and I just chose different percentages. And so I think that's probably my favorite way to invest now. Like right now, if I had a lot of money, I wanted to invest in different things, I would probably get um, I would set up my portfolio so that I had you know, um, some stocks, uh, a percentage of stocks, a percentage of gold and cash. I don't know if I really care too much about bonds, but, um, uh, so stocks, gold, cash, and then maybe some like cryptocurrency just cause I think it's cool. I don't know if it's a very good investment. So none of this is investment advice, by the way, <laughs> just in case, um, I just got to throw that disclaimer out there, but and especially when it comes to cryptocurrencies, there it's a very, very new technology. And so um, there's a very good chance that in a few years, they'll all be obsolete and there'll be something else that comes along. So it's not something I would put very much money in at all. Um, and if you don't think it's really interesting and think it's fun to study the technology itself, then I would not, I would just stay away from it in general. But it, but it is um, potentially something that can have good returns if it is something that uh, uh, that becomes a big deal in the future, which I think is possible. But but I don't know I'll have I I can maybe talk about cryptocurrencies on a different day, but and my opinion on it. But just throwing it out there that I'm not necessarily recommending that you go buy cryptocurrencies. In fact, I'd probably recommend against it unless, like I said. It's something you're studying and you're really interested in. Okay, so with that being said, um, so I would take all these different asset classes, maybe also throw in like some real estate. Um, if there's a way for you to invest like that, or maybe some like local businesses, that'd be cool. But just find these different things that you want to invest in and then put a certain percentage of your portfolio in those different items. And then you can just rebalance it as as you need to. So, so with that, so that pretty much, I guess that pretty much uh, describes how the permanent portfolio works, in my opinion, on it. But um, I also wanted to just share really quick um, <clears throat> how my algorithm works that that helps you to rebalance it, because it also has another additional feature that I think is handy. And so. So this algorithm basically just determines what price you should buy or sell the item for. <clears throat> Excuse me. So if you listen to my podcast about, um, uh, what was it called? Um, I'm blanking now. It's the, the one where, 
Oh, the one where you look for discounts and it tells you if it's a good deal to buy or not. So this algorithm is is based on the same concept where you so you need to find out what you your what the average price of the asset is. Um, that way you can tell if it's a discount or not, a discount or a premium. And then based on what your percentage actually is versus what you would like it to be, your target percentage, um, will determine how much of a deal you need before you'll buy it or how much of a premium you need before you sell it. So again, this is kind of difficult to explain over audio, but I'll, I'll try to do my best. So let's say that you, you have um, an asset that, let's just say gold, and you, um, well, let's say silver, because I'm more familiar with the silver price recently. But let's say that you want to have 10% of your portfolio in silver. And this is hypothetical, not a recommendation, just throwing numbers out there. So let's say it's 10 per, you want 10% of your portfolio in silver. And currently, silver prices have gone up. Um, last I checked, I think they were like $18. And before they were like around 14 or something. Though those numbers might be wildly off because I really haven't looked for a while. But anyway, let's pretend those numbers are accurate. So let's say it's gone up. So now you actually have 15% of your portfolio in um, in silver. What that means is you're you're 5% over what you what your target is. And so your algorithm is going to want you to sell some silver to rebalance your portfolio. Um and so if the price is high and um, and you, let's see. So if the price is high and your portfolio, the percentage in your portfolio is higher than your target, then it will, it will say, for example, that you would like to sell it if it's more than $15. So then you can look at that and be like, well, it's at $18 and it says I can sell at 15. And then it also tells you how much to sell. So it might say, you know, sell 10 ounces of silver. And, um, and so when you sell those 10 ounces of silver, it brings the target back down to where it should be. And then on the flip side, maybe your stock portfolio has gone down a little bit. And so, so it tells you Okay, this certain stock, or maybe an index fund, or or something, uh, is the price has gone down in that, and so the price it normal its average price is ninety dollars, but now it's at eighty dollars, and so your algorithm would be like, well, just keep selling it until it gets to eighty one dollars, or you hit your target percentage, um, and every time you sell a little bit. Um, the algorithm adjusts slightly. So every dollar you buy or sell, the algorithm will change a little bit. So the price will change. So if it's eight, if so, if it if it says okay, you should sell um, if it's lower than eighty one dollars. Then if you sell one dollar worth, maybe now the algorithm adjusts and it says okay, well don't sell it unless it's eighty two dollars. And it's and let's see, I think I did that backwards because I said it went from ninety down to eighty. But so you'd say you'd sell it even if it's at $81 instead of $82. Anyway, that probably doesn't uh, 
make very much sense on this audio podcast. So, so I apologize, but, um, but the point is the more you have of an asset, the lower your, your price will, um, your, uh, suggested price will go and the higher or the less you have of an asset, the higher the price will go. And so the way this matters is, is for my trading bot, for example, um, I, when you, when you're trading on a, on a market, you have the bids and asks for buy and sell orders. So you have people saying that they want to buy for certain prices and people saying they want to sell for certain prices. And then if, if anyone overlaps, then the trading, um, platform uh, will execute the trade. So if I say I want to buy for $5 and someone else comes along and says, oh, I want to sell for $5, it'll be like, okay, they match and it'll make the trade happen. Um, and so what I have on my algorithm is is what my whatever my target price is, say that my target price is $5, um, then I will say uh, I, I have like a 5% spread. And so I'll say, okay, I'll sell if it gets up to $6 and I'll buy if it gets down to $4. And so I have a buy and a sell order out at the same time. And then if it does get down to $4 and I buy one, now my the amount I have of the asset has gone up. And so now my price, my, my target price will go down. So now maybe my target price is $4.50. So now my buy and sell orders will also move. So now my maybe my buy orders at 3.5 three dollars and fifty cents and my sell order is at um, five dollars and fifty cents and so it's kind of like you're just surrounding your target price and so whenever the market moves far enough to hit your buyer sell order it'll just move um, move your target price uh, with the market and and this is all based off of um, just to give credit of the Bancor algorithm which is uh, a really cool algorithm that I learned about a few years ago. But if you're interested in that, you can ask me in the comments. But but that's basically how it works. And so the if you have a bigger spread, so um, so like I said, my spread's like at five percent. So that means if the market moves five percent, then I'm going to be making a buy or a sell order. Um, and and so if you make your um, if you make your spread lower, then every little market movement you're going to be buying and selling. So you potentially could be making uh, more profits, but it kind of depends on what the cost is. Because most most uh, trading um, platforms will charge a fee for every trade you make. So you need to make sure that your spread is big enough that if you're just constantly buying and selling, buying and selling you're actually going to make money on each trade and not lose money. Um, and so it kind of depends on the asset and where you're buying and selling it. Um, so if you if you make the spread bigger, like 10%, for example, then that means each trade you make is going to be more profitable, but it's not going to happen as often. And so uh, so that's that's the number you have to look at. So I'm not sure exactly the the best way to narrow down what your spread should actually be. But it just, it depends on how hard it is to actually make the trade, because um, like with my cryptocurrency trading bot, I have a trading bot that just instantly makes the trade. So as long as my trade is profitable, it doesn't really matter 
um, how low it is because because I it can be trading all day and I don't have to do anything. And so that's why I set mine at 5% because that's enough for me to make profit over the trading fee, um, but um, but not not so much that I'm missing out on potential small swings in the market. But if we're talking about something like real estate, you know, if the market moves 5% and now you're going to like sell your house, you know, that's obviously not going to be profitable. So that's kind of the opposite extreme. So, so you have to kind of look at that, but the basic idea is, uh, is that I just have this, I would have this spreadsheet for all of my different asset classes and it would tell me my target price for the asset and it would say what your buy and sell rates are and then you can uh, either create a trading bot for some of the things or just have a notification go off and be like hey uh, gold prices just went up so maybe you should sell some of your gold or um, or it just went down maybe you should buy some so so anyway, that's that's the idea, and and I think that by doing that, you can basically put your portfolio on autopilot. Then the only thing you need to worry about is what percentage you should have of each asset, and um, and so you just can can look at your different assets and decide how much risk each asset is, and and you don't want as much of the riskier things usually, but it depends on on your your preferences and whatever. And so, so you can just go on there periodically and be like, yeah, maybe I want to bump that percentage up a little bit and I'll lower this percentage a little bit and you can adjust what, um, what proportions you want to have in your portfolio. And then your, um, this algorithm will tell you when you should buy or sell the different things so that you can make a profit when the market's going up and down and then also just make a profit as your, um, assets are appreciating over time. So that's basically it. Uh, if, if any of you guys have questions about that, I know it, it's kind of hard for me to explain stuff like this over audio. Um, but but if, if anything didn't make sense, just let me know and I'll try and explain it better. And um, if you have any suggestions, like am I, if I'm missing something, um, and this is actually a bad idea. Let me know because obviously investing is an important thing to get right. And I don't feel bad when people tell me uh, that I'm doing something wrong, especially when it's just random people on the internet. So, so fire away. And, uh, and yeah, I think that's about it. So, so I think that'll wrap up our show for today. Um, if you want to leave a, um, an audio message, then there, there'll be a link at the bottom of the show notes. You can do that, um, on, uh, was it anchor.net or anchor.com or something? Anchor.fm. Okay. Anchor.fm. That's where I'm hosting my podcast. So you can leave an audio message on there. Um, or you can fill out the form in my, I've got the link to the form in the show notes. You can do that and it will, um, it will, uh, it will send me an email with your, your question or comment or whatever. So either way, or you can go to my website if you want everyone to see the comment and just chat about it. You can go to my website, solvemyworld.com, and find this uh, episode and um, and make a comment there.
So any of those options, if you want to give me any feedback. Also, if you have any suggestions for things for me to talk about, that's a good way to do too, or um, suggestions for my, uh, my presentation style. I'm trying to work on, uh, especially right now at the beginning, just being better at presenting my ideas, and it's a little bit of a rough road. Um, having to just speak to a microphone and not have someone to give you the confused look when they're confused or nod when they understand um, or their eyes glaze over when I'm getting boring. So, so without that, it makes it a little bit difficult, but yeah. So if you have any suggestions for me or comments, then that would be appreciated. Okay, well, with that, this has been another episode of the Solve My World podcast, and I will see you guys next time. Of course, I won't really see you, because because it's a podcast, so I guess I'll just, you'll listen to me next time, or what?